Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Welcome. I am Monique. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Well, it is technically the end of summer. It's the end of August. We have made it through, we've made it through the heat waves, although here in Phoenix, we are still having a heat wave. For those of you who have been following me on social media for the summer or listening in to this show every week, you know I've been doing a lot of traveling, broadcasting from Spain. I was in Spain from May through the end of July and then went on what I call an experimental Alaska cruise. So again, if you've been following me on social media, you have been hearing all about that experiment and how it went. And then I had a week with my family on the East Coast. So lots of travel. And you probably also know I've been sick along the way at least one or two times with each trip. So I am still recovering, but on on the mend, definitely so very glad to be here today with you. We recently conducted a poll on LinkedIn about what topics you wanted to hear about, and we conduct these polls periodically. So thank you very much for responding to that. Today, I'm doing a solo show based on your feedback to that poll. And according to your responses, it's important for you to do better at influencing other people at work. You want to understand how to be more impactful in that way. And not only that, how to do it quicker. So today we'll be following a case study of one of my clients to see how he was able to improve his influencing skills by getting super clear on his own values. Now that might sound contradictory. How can you focus on other people and influencing them by first focusing on yourself and your own values. Well, you will hear all about that today in the case study that I'm going to share. And you can also download the process that I'm going through at mdconsultingglobal.com. Click on the radio page and on this particular show, and you can download some of the tools that I'll be taking you through. We'll also be taking questions from listeners throughout the show, and you can email those to me at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Now, the problem I'm seeing in coaching is really common. My clients feel like they need to do better at influencing clients, customers, stakeholders, and senior leaders. And what they tell me is that they can put together a really good business case They can argue their point, but in the end, the client or whoever they're trying to influence gets their way, even if that decision is not a good one. My clients spend multiple meetings trying to persuade or influence, and it really wastes valuable time. Plus, they tell me that they feel pushy or argumentative with the client or the stakeholder. And what they tell me is that they want to have a smoother, quicker outcome that feels much more authentic. 
So if you're a leader who's out there listening today, think about if this is your situation when you're working with clients or stakeholders. And I'll walk you through what Eugene, my client, did with his client and how that whole situation played out. So let's take a look at his situation. Eugene was a senior director at a trucking company. George was his client who wanted his product delivered from the factory to the warehouse. So the problem is that Eugene was trying to convince George to accept his proposal for trucking services, even though it came in at a higher cost than a competitor. The proposal was solid. It had good data. It included the cost of the drivers, the trucks, and unloading the product at George's warehouse. But George wanted a lower price. So in coaching, we worked together on getting Eugene really clear on his overall values as a leader. Then he leveraged those insights at the next meeting with George. And at the next meeting, it was a huge success with George because Eugene's proposal was accepted and George declined the cheaper proposal from a competitor. So this is pretty amazing how this happened. And Eugene and I were surprised. I mean, we knew that things would go well, but we didn't realize it would go that well. So let's break down how this was done over the course of a couple of coaching sessions. I took Eugene through the following steps. And you, again, can download this process. After I'm finished, you can go to the website and grab it from there so that you have it for yourself. I took Eugene through a process of identifying his personal and work values, determining his vision and his mission as a leader. And then we went through how to implement very specific behaviors that represented his values. We then tied all of that together into the situation with his client, George, and into the final meeting he had with George. So let me first talk about the personal values part of it that I took Eugene through. Now, there's a list of about 10 questions that Eugene went through to answer regarding his personal values. And I had him do these questions in a reflection type of situation where he did that as an action item after our session. And once you download this process, you'll see these 10 questions so that you yourself can walk through them and come up with some of the answers. But what we did was pretty much focus on three or four of the main questions in this list of 10. And the bottom line is that George looked at, I'm sorry, Eugene looked at some of these questions and really started thinking back to his childhood. What values did he learn from his parents while growing up? That was one of the questions. What talents and strengths came naturally? 
what are some of the values that he has now and how do they impact his decisions? How does he spend his time? How does he spend his money? All of these things relate to him personally and professionally, but they really boil down to his overall values. And what he came up with when he did this exercise was that he really valued hard work and honesty. And that was instilled in him from the time he was a child. That's what he learned from his parents as he was growing up. His father worked very hard. His father was actually a truck driver himself and a very hard worker. So Eugene grew up in that environment and was used to seeing his dad work really hard. He also focused in on what talents and strengths came naturally to him. And he identified three, empathy, honesty, and relationship building. And then he thought about how he was influenced by the values of others. That's another question in the list of 10. How am I influenced by the values of others? And when he thought back about his father being a truck driver and a really hard worker, he realized that he was very heavily influenced by that. And that actually is why he went into the trucking industry in the first place. So once he went through the exercise of his personal values and realized those main things, he then went through an exercise for his work values. Now, work values are different than personal values. Work values pertain very specifically to what's important in the workplace. And when you download this process, you will find a link that will take you to an exercise that you can do online. You click the link and it brings up for you a number of different values related to the workplace, like money, authority, autonomy, flexibility. There's about 25 strengths and values that are listed there. So this exercise has to be done online and you'll receive the link to do that so that you can do it for yourself. And you're forced to narrow down the 25 values to three values. What Eugene determined after doing this exercise was that his three work values were safety, honesty, and providing value. And we had to dig into that a little bit because I wanted to know exactly what he meant by bringing value, because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. So after Eugene did this exercise with personal values and the work values, he brought the results of his assessments back to our session. And we really spent a full session discussing these because I wanted to know exactly what he meant by some of these. And by bringing value, he really meant that he wanted to bring value not only to the organization, but he wanted to bring value also to the stakeholders. 
and the customers and the truck drivers, everyone that he had to interface with, he wanted to provide value. So he found these exercises really beneficial to think through his reason for even being in the role he was in, being with the company he was with, and being in the trucking industry in the first place. So I really encourage you, those of you who are listening today, to think through these because your personal values and your work values influence every single decision you make in the workplace, whether you realize it or not. And part of coaching is to bring to the surface some of your subconscious or unconscious belief systems so that we can tie them into your current behaviors to bring more awareness to why you're doing something. Now, keep in mind, all of this ties into influence and to how Eugene ended up influencing George in in such a profound way. And once he was clear on his work values and his personal values, and we unpacked them and understood where they all came from, he really was touched by the fact that he was super influenced, very heavily influenced by his father and by the work that his father did. So I encourage you to download this first segment that I'm talking about here today, the first segment of the show, download this worksheet so that you can go through this for yourself and get really, really clear on your personal values and your work values. And what we'll do is talk about the next part of this process after break. We are going to talk about how Eugene determined his vision and his mission as a leader, because that all ties in also. And anytime you're working with customers or clients, you need to have a vision of who you are as a leader, what you're trying to accomplish, what your mission is, how you're going to accomplish that. And you need to be able to express that and tie it into the work that you're doing with anyone in the workplace. If you've just tuned in, I'm presenting a case study today about how values can tie into influence. And the concept that if you're clear on your values, you'll be able to influence others in a more effective way. I've just gone through part one of the process that I used with Eugene, identifying his personal and work values. We're going to take a quick break. And before we do, I want to give you a little information so that you can get to my website and download some of these documents. That is at www.mdconsultingglobal.com and then click on the radio show page. And when you get there, you will see the on-demand version of this episode. And there are documents that you can download that go along with that. Also, while you're on my website, take some time to go to the resource page because there's a lot of other information there for leaders 
And you can also sign up for my blog, which comes out twice a month. And we publish a lot of great information about leadership and how to be a better leader in the workplace. So be sure to subscribe to that. And also sign up for my social media because that way you can keep up with me and my travels and some of these big decisions I'm making from the trips that I've been on this summer, which were very, very insightful. So sign up for all of that and keep up with me there. We'll take a quick break now. And when we come back, you'll hear about how Eugene got really clear on his vision and his mission. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Are you ready to unlock your full potential as a leader? Look no further than MD Consulting. Monique Daniel, executive coach, best-selling author, and captivating public speaker, is here to guide you towards transformational success. With a global reach, Monique empowers executive leaders and HR professionals through engaging presentations at conferences, team-building activities, and industry gatherings. Monique's mission is clear, to revolutionize workplace behavior. She achieves this not only by coaching a diverse clientele, but also by educating corporate leaders through both virtual and in-person events. Well, thank you so much for being here to help us understand. As a recognized subject matter expert, Monique delves into crucial topics such as psychological safety, onboarding strategies, effective training methods, and mastering time management skills. Now for a great topic that we're going to delve into. Ready to learn more? Request Monique's Speaker One Sheet or secure her for an engaging speaking engagement by sending an email to monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Don't miss this opportunity to elevate your leadership journey with Monique Daniel and MD Consulting. Unleash your potential today. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com or email monique at mdconsultingglobal.com to take the next step towards transformative leadership. MD Consulting, where success begins. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining in. Right before we went on break, I had mentioned to you that I've been doing a lot of traveling this summer and trying to make some big life decisions So before I launch into the content for this second segment, I want to just give you a little bit of a sneak preview as to some of the big decisions I'm going to be making going forward. And that way you can keep up with me on social media to find out how all that's going. So as you all know, I spent two months in Spain and then I did a Alaska cruise. Both of those trips were experimental to see how I would like either living in Spain or signing up for a residential three-year cruise and living on a cruise ship. 
and doing a world tour. I am in the process of researching both of those options to see what would be best for me. And the bottom line is I need to be sure I can still conduct all my coaching sessions, that the internet is really strong, especially if I'm on a residential cruise and I'm out to sea for three years, but also to be able to broadcast this show. So I had sent through social media quite a few brief little posts while I was on my cruise, and you'll be able to listen to those throughout the month of September. So you can see how I progressed on that decision going forward and where I ended up. I am still researching, so haven't quite made the full decision yet, but I'm gonna continue posting my thoughts and we're calling it Monique's Moments because I'm definitely having many of those and I'd rather call it Monique's Moments than Monique's Midlife Crisis, which could also be what's happening. So. Stay tuned for that on social media. Keep up with me there. And I really welcome your comments and your opinion about that. So definitely respond to some of those posts that I'm sending out. In today's show, we're talking about how my client Eugene worked to get clear on his values, which ultimately helped him persuade a client to accept his proposal which was a higher cost than the competitor's proposal. The second step that I took Eugene through was determining his vision and mission as a leader. And when you look at the difference between vision and mission, there's some different philosophies here about the difference between both of those. But here is how I explain it to my clients and how I help them with it. Vision is the long-term big picture of what you want to accomplish. So in Eugene's case, his mission as a leader, what he was even doing in the role that he was in. And mission gives you a framework that helps define and evaluate your mission and goals. So the vision is the long-term picture of what you want to accomplish as a leader. The mission is how you're going to do it, basically, is how I help my clients with this and how I helped Eugene with this. And sometimes the terms are used interchangeably, but basically one is the big picture and the other is the framework or how you accomplish it. So I put Eugene through a vision exercise. And I had him answer these four questions, which again, you can download if you download the process. What do I want to accomplish? If I look out five years, what will I hope to accomplish? Why do I do what I do? And why am I in the role I'm in at work? So this is a big picture reflection. What do I want to accomplish? How about in five years, what do I want to accomplish? Why am I even doing this? Why am I in the role I'm in? So this time, Eugene and I went through this process in the coaching session because I wanted to help him think through it in real time as I gathered his thoughts and insights. 
And what he determined was that his entire vision, his big picture of what he was trying to accomplish was to make trucking safer. Now, remember, this goes back to some of the values that he was able to think through and the fact that his father was a trucker. So he never really realized the true reason why he got into the trucking industry. But after going through this vision exercise, he realized it was really important to him to be in this industry and make trucking safer. So then I took him through the exercise to determine his mission. How was he actually going to do that as a leader? Because really in his role, he had a lot of responsibility and he had a lot of clout. People did listen to him and they found his input very valuable. It's just that with certain clients like George, he couldn't seem to persuade him in the way he wanted to. So when we went through the mission exercise, I asked him four questions again. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? And how do I do it? So it's pretty much answering the what, why, who, and how. And it's on a more granular level. That's why I think vision and mission can get confused. Vision vision is the broader level and mission is the more in the weeds thinking about what, why, who, and how. So I took Eugene through these questions and we discussed and I asked him deeper questions And what he came up with was that he really wanted to make trucker trucking safer by influencing industry leaders to establish more robust best practices. And what he meant by that was that the best practices around trucking, the safety of the drivers, he really wanted to be sure that the best practices were being followed and that better best practices were being developed in the industry. Even though there were laws around trucking and the competitors were following the laws, Eugene felt it was really important to make the best practices even more robust than what they already were. And he was trying to pass that knowledge and those insights on to his clients and his stakeholders in the way he formulated his proposals. So if you're a leader listening to this, think about what you are trying to accomplish with the work that you're doing. I think many of my clients are in their role and there's no deliberate thought into what their vision is and what their mission is. So if you're a leader, I ask you, think about what you want to accomplish in your role. What is it you're trying to do? What's important to you? And if then if you look out five years, what do you hope to accomplish in your role? 
Are you trying to improve processes and procedures? Are you trying to make things better in some way? Why are you trying to do that? Why are you even in the role you're in? Most of my clients don't simply go after promotions for the money. There is a reason why they are trying to grow in their role. And they just don't take the time to really think it through in a deliberate way. There's something driving them, but they don't really stop to think about it. Because like most people, we all get caught up in the day-to-day of what's happening. And we forget to look at the big picture. Now, this vision exercise can also be used in a different way. You can use it for yourself personally as a leader, but you can also use it for your team or for your organization. And you would pretty much ask the same questions. What are we all trying to accomplish? You know, you've got to get everyone on the same page. What do we want to accomplish in five years? What does that look like? Why are we even doing this? Why are we in the roles that we're in? So these are all questions that you can still ask groups of people, your team, your peers. You can use the vision exercise in strategic planning exercises. And once you have that big picture, then like I did with Eugene, you can go deeper into the mission. Why are we doing it? What are we doing? Who are we doing it for? And how are we going to do it? Those are questions that are really impactful. And again, most people don't really think about them because everyone, including your direct reports and your teams, are caught up in the day-to-day. So when you finish the vision exercise and then go into the mission exercise, this can be done in a team building session. Many times I coach my clients to gather their team into a team building session and go through these four questions for the mission, the mission statement. Because that's what you want to end up coming up with is a mission statement, similar to what Eugene came up with, making trucking making trucking safer by influencing industry leaders to establish more robust best practices. So it's really important to go through both of these, the visioning and the mission, whether it's for yourself individually or larger groups in the company. They are simple questions, and that's all you need to guide you in these sessions. And I think a lot of my clients come to me worrying too much about how do you conduct a strategic planning session? How do you do visioning? How do you create the mission statement? And it's it's really very simple, especially if you use this process with these four questions for the vision exercise and four questions for the mission exercise. And then you can get much more clear. And if you're doing it as a group, it's much easier to get everyone on board because you do this in a collaborative way where everyone is contributing their thoughts and their insights to come up with these answers to the questions. 
And that's the best way to get buy-in is to be doing something collaboratively. So Eugene went through this, got even more clear, was able to tie it in with his personal and work values. Hard work, honesty, those were some of his personal values, if you recall from the first segment here today. Empathy, honesty, relationship building, those were some of his strengths that came naturally to him. And he was, again, very influenced by his father being a trucker and being a very hard worker. So he thought through the personal and work values and then combined them with his vision of making trucking safer and his mission of doing it by influencing industry leaders and establishing best practices. <clears throat> so now he had two of the three components that would help him influence his client, George. He still didn't know how he was going to do the influencing. We will get to that in the next segment because that is where the real surprise comes in as far as how he was able to influence George in such a profound way. So we will be hearing about that after break. You have been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. This is a show about values today and how you can leverage your values to better influence others. But first, you've got to be crystal clear on those values, which is what I helped my client Eugene do. When we come back, we'll hear about Eugene's final part of the process, and then some very specific wording that he used to persuade his client, George. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. At MD Consulting, executive coach Monique Dagneau provides executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. I'm Monique talking to you today about leveraging your values as a leader. So Eugene got very clear on his personal and work values. We heard about that in segment one. He did some homework then around that. And in coaching, he got really clear around his vision and mission. And he came up with a mission statement. We heard about that in segment two of the show today. Now let's talk about what behaviors he decided to implement to represent these components. Because it's one thing to have clarity around your values, personal values, work values, to have your vision, to have your mission statement, but it doesn't do any good at all if you're not going to implement it with behaviors. That is really what it comes down to. You got to implement the behaviors to represent the values. So I put Eugene through another exercise, and that was to determine what behaviors he felt he had to show up with at work every day and when dealing with clients and customers. What behaviors would represent the values that he identified? He decided that there were four behaviors, transparency in all relationships, fairness in negotiation, empathy toward the truckers, toward the drivers, because remember, his father was a driver. So he learned that empathy as a young child seeing how hard his father worked. And the fourth behavior was to educate the client. Now, we did this work in three coaching sessions, and this was done over the course of 10 days because Eugene was due to meet with George again in two weeks. Now, if you recall, the last time they met, George wanted to go with the competitor who had a lower price. And Eugene was able to get another meeting with him in two weeks, but that gave him time to get into coaching and have three back-to-back sessions where we did this work. So it was pretty intense, but we did this in the course of 10 days. So here's where it all took a turn. We really knew that uh, Eugene was very clear on everything we had done in coaching, but we needed to weave all of that work into the meeting that he was going to have with George. So he needed to create a conversation and use those very behaviors, the four behaviors that I just identified in the conversation with his client. So on the day of the meeting with his client, the way that Eugene handled this is that he decided to be very transparent. That was the very first behavior he identified. He decided to be very transparent with George, and he explained that his father was a truck driver. So he was authentic. He shared part of himself, part of his story with the client. And that didn't take a lot of conversation. It was, that's why I say it was weaved in. He didn't have to spend a lot of time talking about it. He just had to share that little detail. 
And he felt comfortable doing that because he, throughout this coaching work, he identified that his father being a trucker was what really influenced him to even go into the industry. So he was very transparent about that. Then he shared his values with George. So he was really transparent about that. He shared that he had a passion for the industry and he told George what his mission statement was to make trucking safer by influencing industry leaders to establish more robust best practices. Now, this was not a meeting for Eugene to spend the whole time talking about his values. This was a meeting to go over the contract one more time, the proposal, and to try to convince George to go with this proposal. But he was weaving this information about himself, about his mission statement. And while doing that, they talked about how, yes, the cost was higher and the competitor had a lower cost. But what was made even more clear in this meeting was that the cost was higher because Eugene weaved into the proposal extended driving brakes for the drivers. And it was already a best practice that the drivers have brakes because it's the law. They could only drive so many hours. And what Eugene did in his contract, he purposely weaved in extra time, extra break time for the drivers. And of course, the drivers were getting paid for that. And that's one thing that was not in the other proposal from the competitor. The competitor was still following the law by giving the drivers their, the breaks that they needed. But Eugene was giving them extra, extra breaks. So what he was doing was trying to improve the best practice for driving breaks. He was trying to make the best practice more robust, at least within his own company. And in previous meetings, Eugene and George already knew that that's why the cost was higher in this proposal, but they didn't really emphasize it. It wasn't really discussed about why. Why was the price higher? Why did the truckers need extra breaks? So this time, Eugene went into the meeting with George with new and fresh insights. Once he had explored his own values, his mission, his vision, and he knew that it stemmed from when his father was a trucker, he could be more deliberate about the conversation. So he presented the information differently. It was still the same information, but he emphasized it differently. And what they knew was that if the drivers took longer breaks, it would take them longer to deliver the material to the warehouse. But they discussed how even though it would take the drivers longer, the drivers would still arrive within the expected time frame. So they were not going to be getting there late. They would just be there later than what the competitor's drivers would be. 
And this is what Eugene had to explain to George is that he felt that to be empathetic toward the drivers, he needed to give them longer break times. And he stood firm on that, that they needed the extra break times. He stood firm on the fact that the cost was higher. And he agreed to withdraw his proposal, but he would not back down on changing the length of the breaks or changing the cost in the contract, in the proposal. And he was ready to withdraw his proposal and allow George to go with the competitor who had a cheaper proposal. But to his complete surprise, George suddenly agreed to the proposal and he accepted it. So if we go back to the initial issue that he was having with the client and the three components to this exercise, just by Eugene identifying his values, personal and work, both types of values, he was able to go back into his childhood and realize why he was even in this work, that he had strengths that came naturally to him as part of his values. And that was empathy. So having empathy toward the drivers, being honest. So being honest with George about why he had such a cost to his proposal, why it was higher. And the other strength was relationship building, which is what he was trying to do with George. And the fact that his father was a trucker was the whole premise to these values. And then when he went through the vision and the mission exercise, he realized that it was really, really important to him to make trucking safer. And his whole mission statement was related to establishing more robust best practices. And that's exactly what he was doing by extending the brakes of the truck drivers and paying them for those brakes. So getting them paid more. So when he weaved all of this information into the conversation with the client, he was able to create a connection with the client. And that is what influencing and persuading and relationship building is all about. It's about forming that connection. And in the end, he formed such a connection that the client was willing to forego the cheaper proposal to take on the more expensive proposal, knowing that these drivers would have longer breaks and would be getting paid more. But the best part is, is that all of this was still within the time frame, the delivery time frame that was necessary. So this is a really great example of how my client, Eugene, dug into his values, his mission, his vision, things that were important to him, and then figured out how to weave it into the meeting with the client. And again, that meeting was not all about 
Eugene's values. It was about the proposal and it still only lasted 30 minutes. It was a 30 minute meeting, which was actually shorter than any of the other meetings they ever had because Eugene went into it very clear and he was in integrity. He stood firm on what he felt was important. So he implemented the very behaviors that represented his values. He was transparent with the client. He was very fair in negotiating. He was the first to admit that his proposal was more expensive. He also demonstrated the behavior of empathy toward the drivers, and he educated the client. So all of that together really helped him to influence And if you're listening today and if you download this process, I'm happy to help you dig into what this means for you and how you can incorporate your own values and mission and vision into influencing others. I hope you've enjoyed today's education about influence and values You have been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. And maybe you think you're clear on your values, but are you really? So think about that. Even if you are, are you weaving those values into your interactions? So again, I encourage you to go to my website, download the process for this, check out all of the other resources on my website, sign up for my blog and sign up for my social media so you can keep up with me and especially these big life decisions I'm making. I'll be posting about those going forward. It has been great talking to you today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. We'll talk again next week. And until then, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.